0: Welcome, dear listener, to Weekend at Crombies 2, The Legend of Crombies Gold, Volume 3, The Best of the West, Episode 4, The Searchers. Howdy, dear listener, and welcome to Weekend at Crombies, etc. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that that's the best for the
1: best, isn't it? <laughs> I am Come on.
0: Hugh. If you don't hear me the first time I holler, you would better read my mind. I don't aim to raise no two hollers on any subject at hand.
1: <laughs> and my name is Dr. James Evans, Esquire. Now, Lars, it just so happens we be Texicans. A Texican is nothing but a human man way out on a limb. This year and next... And maybe for a hundred more. But I don't think it will be forever. Someday this country's going to be a fine, good place to live. Maybe it needs our bones in the ground before that time can come.
0: My goodness, that was whoa, quite an introduction. Whoa, you accepting whoa! an award or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. so, a, minor, a minor character's quote. I always like a minor character's quote.
0: Indeed. Minor, but, you know, but uh, that was a hell of a quote. I remember that one too. Oh, did you? oh yes uh so yes we uh, without further ado we are going in then into uh, our season three of weekend at crombies it's two legend of crombie cold the best of the west i've done it again <laughs> uh which is my way of saying we're looking, we're looking at westerns this year and yeah. we are we're staying with the 1950s we haven't left the decade yet because it is of course such a, a rich vein of westerns it it's not only really the movies but i was uh again i'm speaking to a contemporary at the time who was saying there was um all sorts of westerns on tv and uh None of them Is that, your dad? that was my dad. A contemporary,
1: <laughs> a contemporary of the time.
0: I'm trying to remember what they were now. Of course, there was there was Rawhide. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I want to say uh, Ranger Bob, but that's not
1: his name. <laughs> what was it? Um, there's oh yeah, there was Rawhide was a good one. What was the other one? Oh Bonanza.
0: Bonanza. There we go. That was
1: there that go. That'll do. The Bronco. Bronco Bill. I
0: think. That was oh one. Bronco yeah, Bronco it, Lane. Yeah lane there we go i did remember it uh so yes uh many westerns so westerns were saturated the culture um, mm. um and, and let's not forget this was also when uh, uh woody the puppet was uh, having his own show <laughs> before he, uh, yeah. or sp- or space <laughs> toys took over oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i feel yeah.
1: like d- despite the 50s being such a, a rich um uh vein of films we, we've only chosen two though haven't we uh high noon and and The Searchers, this one. I know.
0: I think we, we are just bound by space and time there. We can only pick 12 movies uh, in suppose. a year.
1: Is And when it comes down to it, isn't everyone bound by space and time?
0: Indeed. Although do hang in there for Weekend at Crombies 2, oh, The Best yeah. of the West, season four, when we look at nothing but films from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Nothing but westerns
0: from the 1950s. <laughs> from the 1950s. And then 19th, oh. the, the fifth season, it's nothing but westerns from the year 1952.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's probably enough. Oh, I bet you <laughs> There's probably enough to keep us going. Yeah nonetheless uh, you know i'm enjoying my westerns uh trip but it would be nice to move away from it then i think (laughs) after seven years of doing westerns (laughs) i might need to change the title of the podcast
0: the searchers
1: yeah yeah well maybe that's it yeah uh,
0: which is indeed the name of the uh, of the film we're doing now which is we'll get into its legacy but wow do a lot of people like this this is this is yeah they do not they everywhere in terms of the, the top 10 lists of films
1: not just westerns either just yeah. top 10 lists of films indeed and again Cite and sound british film institute the american film institute the library of congress top top 10
0: yeah yeah everywhere and they get directors too not just directors yeah, who are yeah. contemporary to the movie but yeah, you know, subsequently oh i love the searches oh i was inspired by the searches yeah.
1: scorsese yep um peckinpah
0: spielberg to,
1: na- to, to name but three <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of the others, but lots of them anyway.
0: Yeah. So there we are. So uh, without, we'll we'll jump right into it. And um, we'll, we'll say, actually, this search has also reunited um, John Wayne and John Ford. So obviously, um, who were a big part of our very first movie, Stagecoach. And again, so this is like you know, bringing the old crew back together for one last heist.
1: Um, yeah. And it's our third John Ford film, I believe, after My Darling Clementine.
0: Is it? Of course it is, yes. Yeah. And I'd say our last one, too. Without giving me it is away. our last one, yeah. yeah but we can't have uh, many more after this.
1: Well, he was making films into the 60s. Was he? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. so. I might have just made that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a look at some point.
0: At some point. Anyway, shall we begin with a quick uh, run-through of the plot, which is both um, fairly simple, but will also take us a long time.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, the plot is the title of the film, isn't it?
0: The searches. We begin anyway, we begin in in Texas, um in, in everyone's favourite monument valley. Yeah, uh, in Texas. <laughs> it, it moves around a bit from an inanimate <laughs> bit of rock.
1: I feel like I know those mount, that mountain range oh, uh, yeah. just off the t- you know the back of my hand.
0: Yeah, to explain again, this is John Ford's favorite bit of scenery. and he tries yeah. to include it now? In, and it's 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 the thing is it's, it's such Utah, a distinctive it? bit of scenery. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean the <laughs> it, thing is it, it probably doesn't matter so much for people like us in the UK. But if you're from that part of the, of the world, I know it must be so odd.
0: Yeah, it, it'd be like I don't know having the Cotswolds in, in Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Hadrian's Wall in Robin Hood.
1: Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> yeah well some american films do that don't they they you you walk five minutes from big ben and you're in scotland
0: well that was the thing about wasn't it prince of thieves he landed in dover walked haitland's Wall, ended up in nottingham (laughs) yeah
1: it's a hell of a detour
0: But anyway, we we as as we as have we taken a detour? Anyway, we've got the, uh, we got the we got the the Edwards homestead in in Texas, which is this lonely little farm yeah. um, inhabited by again uh, Ma and Pa and their uh, <laughs> their fully grown the, daughter,
1: their daughters and daughters and sons.
0: Yes, so Lucy's about probably eighteen, Debbie's eight, and uh, his uh, what's his name? The, the son Ben um, Sprat. Yeah, he's he's still <laughs> he's 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 left to be cheeky and kind of like, "Can I handle your sword, Mister?" Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so of course, Martin. Oh, we will come to Martin, yes. Mm. But um, anyway, so Aaron and Martha um, are are the homesteading, and in in, in rides, uh, their their brother um, mm. Aaron's brother Ethan, played by John Wayne, Everyone is overjoyed to see him, um, yeah. even though he's not been seen for eight years. He's been uh, he's been away fighting the Civil War uh, as a Confederate soldier.
1: Yes. Which is, so, which is odd, isn't it? You don't see that very often in films, but...
0: Um, but not now, you probably don't. I mean, then, I I mean, he, he's in Texas. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, if, you, if you're in Texas, you're kind of obliged to fight for the South. <laughs> yeah, I
1: suppose that's true. I suppose it's historically accurate, at least. Yeah. But, of course, the war finished three years before he turned up.
0: Yeah, but there was also the uh, the Franco-Mexican War. Um, oh, of course, yeah, was, that's true. Was carrying on. So I think he's just been, you know, killing at least... The
1: mercenary, uh, isn't
0: he? Well, he, he got a medal. He, he was fighting in the army, but yeah, he's... Um, <laughs> He comes back with a suspiciously large amount of gold um, that he mm. won't account for. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so he everyone's like, "Oh, Uncle Ethan's back," and all this kind of stuff, and you know, everyone's very proud and excited to hear his stories. And he lifts up little Debbie uh, in his arms and it's like, yeah. um,
1: who, "Who is also eight years old?"
0: Yeah. Ooh. Just putting it out there. Uh, yeah. You uh, did you spot something in the eyes that uh, that uh, I Martha, might have done. I might Martha have done. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will say actually, I completely blanked that utterly. Although my uh, <laughs> my viewing companion clocked it immediately. Yeah didn't see any of that I was, I, no, I, I you was are you
1: are you are devoid of romance
0: I was waiting for the killing to start but yeah apparently I think even John Ford said you know it, he didn't it was so subtle and um, the 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 looks between Martha and Ethan he didn't think the audience would catch on the first viewing it and that's yeah, subtle my so wife really went bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just how they behave anyway so we're, we're digressing yeah. anyway so um Uncle Ethan is is dining with the whole family including again a foundling um mm. Who's a fully? Great, I think he's a man. He's about eighteen, isn't he? He's a he's yeah, a, so. a mannish type, but he's still quite boyish. In the fact, he's a bit um, clumsy and dopey in a he's,
1: he's an adolescent, but he's coming of age.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's old enough to, to have a gun and and, and poke the cows, uh, so to speak. <laughs> and this is um, what's his name? Martin Pawley. Martin Pawley.
1: Who I thought throughout the film is called Martin Paul E. <laughs> For some reason, until the end, when the credits came up, I was like,
0: "Oh, it's Pawley. <laughs> Uh fair enough. Like the uh, the parrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Paulie, yeah. He's a uh, he says he's one eight one eighth Cherokee or something. He's a but he it's was one sixteenth uh, Cherokee. One sixteenth Cherokee. Mm. Well, it's enough enough to make um Ethan quite cold to him. Yeah. Ethan, yeah. Ethan, as we learn, does not have much time for Native Americans. No, um, he um, does he? But he's well, he's quite short with him. But they they all get on quite well until the uh, the again the next day. There's a thumping at the door, and the um the a posse has arrived uh-huh, because yeah. someone's been uh, someone's been um nicking the cows so they uh they have to a trick
1: know... though isn't it it's a trick well they, they
0: they swear in in um martin and aaron to be the kind of a to round them up
1: yeah, this so is if... reverend captain samuel johnson clayton played by yes. ward bond and his top hat
0: what have we seen ward bond in
1: he was in um my darling clementine he was one of the erp brothers
0: was it oh, of course he was he the was. guy that
1: ordered all the food and the coffee
0: uh, okay i do like ward bond actually i do as well he's, he's a great in,
1: yeah. He's great. He's great, and it's bombastic, and it's the greatest top hat in cinematic history. Oh yeah, but yeah, it It doesn't suit many people without without the garb
0: and the whiskers. Yeah, but uh... yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he's he's bombastic. Of course, I should have remembered him from the ordering because he comes in and just by slugging back coffee and donuts, as
1: yeah, yeah. uh, as he as he's
0: simultaneously swears people in and tells them to shut up.
1: Yeah, I also uh, like the fact he's Reverend Captain Samuel Johnson Clayton.
0: Yeah, he's he's both the yeah the the captain of the Texas Rangers and the Reverend. Um, yeah. So and he's got he's got that preacher style of calling him brother or sister. So he's yeah. fantastic. Um, he, again he kind of abuts a bit with Ethan Edwards, who knows him from the war. Yeah. Um, and again there's a there's probably no there's edge there, there. Isn't there there's an, there's an edge load, possibly because yeah. it's the kind of a couple of alpha males kind of yeah. you know sizing yeah. each other up a little bit um but nonetheless Ethan says you know Aaron should stay in his house I'll take his place so off they go riding after the um the stolen cows but the stolen cows you're right are there in, they're they to lure them away um it's a murder trap it's a murder trap so the guys they pull all the, the men away chasing the cows and they go after the, the farmsteads and there's two likely targets um and one of which is, of course, the uh, the Edwards Ranch, mm. and the other one is uh, I forget who it is, but it's it's the someone else who's g- someone can't... not as
1: important.
0: Well, his son is his son is in betrothed to Lucy Edwards. Um,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: And yeah, but basically, but his his farmstead is the closest, so the uh, the, the entire Carries. posse the Carries the entire posse turns around and rides off to secure first the Carrey Ranch and then off to the Edwards one, um, with the exception of Ethan. Um, uh, a rather simple man named Mose yeah, uh, uh, and
1: <laughs> who um, likes rocking next to a fire.
0: He does, yes. Uh, and Martin, um, who basically want to want to get back to the Edwards Ranches as they can. Well, Martin wants to leave immediately. Um, Ethan, again, though he um, wants to go back too, basically says, you know, the horses are exhausted. They need to be, you know, fed and watered before we even move.
1: Um, and he's right, isn't he?
0: Well, he's he's so so. so Martin's having none of this. He rides off anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Ethan and Moe's can tend to their horses. And there was simultaneously... A,
1: <laughs> it's very ridiculous, broad. isn't it? theres is, think I Mo, know what you going to say, because yeah, I thought this.
0: Because Moe's um, is like saying, oh, I knew it was dem Indians. And then he starts doing a little jig, at which yeah. point Ethan boots him up the backside to get him working. Yeah, to out. Accompanied by a, an orchestral boom, yeah, uh, so it's comedic stuff. And right on the heels of this, then you see John Wayne again yeah. throwing in a good performance. As he, as he takes the saddle off the horse, and you just see his eyes, and you think he knows exactly what's happened, yeah, and he, he knows what yeah. he can do about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very dark, isn't it?
0: It's very dark, followed immediately after a comedic kick up the backside. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but we'll come to that. So yeah, so we we do do zoom back to the Edwards house, um, still intact as far as we can tell. But basically, Mm. my empire Edwards have utterly clocked that not all is well. I think it's
1: quite a scary scene as well, isn't it? Because they don't want to light the lamps. They know something's up. They're effectively, they know this is the end, don't they? This, more or less
0: yeah i mean that yeah the um the, the kids don't know Like lucy is like um yeah. let's let's light a lamp oh no lucy turn it off let's enjoy the dusk which basically yeah. let's not alert them to our presence yeah, yeah and then lucy comes back with the lamp and the mum goes turn the lamp off <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> she kind of um, gives it away didn't she well at which point then lucy clocks uh, a, just, a cinematic yeah. scream yeah which i thought was over the top but then i clocked actually we um we let see the um because then so basically they, they bolt the doors get their one shotgun and, and pray like hell but they do send the younger daughter Debbie out to her, her usual yeah, hiding place because she's yeah. obviously I guess, small enough she could hope to escape unnoticed so they send her off to um, where Granny's buried and the graveyard itself has the grandmother who was killed by Indians not too long ago um, so it's almost like they, they the Lucy screamed for a reason because she's probably experienced yeah. violence of this nature
1: But imagine that in the way that the film presents itself she understands what's coming
0: yes, yeah um, and they and they all do. So they, uh, yeah. so that's that's. So we, um, so little Debbie and her doll sneak out and, and cower by the, um, yeah. by the the gravestone. Or oh, you know, I was wondering if the dog survived. And. We never see it again. Maybe the dog didn't survive. That, well,
1: we that's... do. We do see the dog again. The it, dogs... starts, it starts. yapping when when Ethan comes down to the house. Oh,
0: okay. The damn dog does survive because this dog yes, is the whole does. reason Lucy Lucy gets scuffed. Yeah, I don't uh, know why she...
1: the dog survives. To be honest,
0: <laughs> yeah. she, she. 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 Um. Well, you know, You can't alienate the audience. Yeah. No, I suppose
1: the Comanches aren't that bad, are they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so as uh, so little Debbie is hiding in a hiding place, the, yeah, the yappy dog is basically giving the whole game away. Yeah. So uh, she has no chance of hiding. And sure enough, as she, she cowers down there, she is overshadowed by the leader Scar. of the war party, Scar, the, uh, yeah. the Comanche chief, who I would like to observe is not at all Comanche. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely Henry Brandon. That's <laughs>
0: Henry Brandon. <laughs> of the chippewa brand chief scar yeah scar. <laughs> but yeah he's he's in the full war paint and headdress with yeah, a he scar and um and, and then that's the last we see of that so we begin um so the eventually ethan having rested his horse and ridden past martin who has basically run his horse into the ground yeah. and he should have minded his uncle um they come back and they find yeah, the homestead is utterly burnt uh of the star wars about it i think George Lucas said he was oh he, really he was inspired by that to show uh, Uncle uh, I, yeah, could it, that. Yeah, I could see that yeah absolutely yeah Although George Dick was more ghoulish because he showed the skeletons burning.
1: Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, well, it was a bit later in time, yeah. it? so you probably
0: Well, yeah, well, it, it, well, this is more effective because Ethan goes into a, a, a dark yes. outhouse. He yeah. goes in and he just comes out again and Martin's like, what's don't, in there? And Ethan's yeah. like, stay out. I don't want you to see this. Yeah, and, don't
1: go in there. It won't do you any good.
0: Yeah, and Martin is insistent. He's trying to push his way past, at which point yeah. he punches him out. And yeah. that definitely sets the relationship that lasts for the whole film is that yeah. Ethan cares for Martin, by the medium of punching him a lot like, <laughs> <laughs> he has absolutely no useful way to show his affection no. or, or love for Martin and the
1: thing is, he, I don't think he ever really even at the end cares that much about Martin does he
0: but, no I think he does but there is well, not does, I, but there, there is but there is not you right there is not one instance of you know kid you're all right yeah, no there isn't
1: there's no actual love is there
0: I think <laughs> there is but I just think well as much as ethan is capable of
1: it yes he's yeah, doing his best right, yeah, but
0: he's yeah. not he's just rubbish at showing yeah, any, is, anything yeah. that isn't shooting people yeah. um, or making a horse work uh yeah. he's, he's not great at um so yeah so with the uh so, they, so what's happened is, yeah, um, there are th- they don't specify, but there are three graves. And that is, again, um, Martha, Aaron and their son, Ben, because the two girls, Debbie and Lucy, have been carried away. So uh, they'll need to be searched for and hence the searches. So uh, Ethan and Martin, uh, Debbie's betrothed, who I'm going to say his name's is Brad. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: Brad. Brad, Brad Jorgensen.
0: Then. There we go. Um basically yeah, and in and the captain they basically gathered together about half a dozen of them to go searching for this this Comanche uh, or Comanche as they call them yeah and uh, this Comanche raiding party um they try they managed to track him down quite efficiently to start with although they've not gone very far have they well the, the first they do they, they came across um an indian who's been buried in the ground
1: ah oh, that's right yeah and uh, he because he's, his eyes out then
0: <laughs> that's the thing he's been, he's been he was wounded in the fray and clearly he just bled out and, and um, yeah so they find the comanche there and everyone's about to just cover him back up again and carry on when Ethan just shoots both his eyes out Yeah, Uh, and they're asking why'd you do that it's like well you know I don't believe in it but if his religion says it's now going to wander aimlessly so yeah might as well yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) this is our first clue that Ethan is both you know not only is a tough guy um, he's not quite you know all there when it comes
1: to yeah I I think he's a raging racist
0: (laughs) he's he's more more than he's also a psychopath
1: yeah he's a psychopath isn't he that's right he is yeah yeah and we, um, we see more of this as we go through because the actual search is one thing for one person and another thing for someone
0: else. Yes. So when they, when they find them for the first time, Ethan is, well, let's just ride in and kill a lot of them. And yeah. They, they, the captain makes it. Even the Debbie. Yeah, the, the captain is like, uh, if we ride in and start shooting, they'll kill the captives immediately. I thought we were here to get the captives back. And Ethan's like, Ugh. "It's too late for that." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So they, they they do try a plan where they sneak in to try and cut the horses loose to yeah. to put the Comanche on foot, but they've run off by that point. So yeah. um, that's skippered, which you know Ethan is very much comfortable. That I told you so. Is. And then there's a, a great scene when the uh the, the party again just trotting their horses through this canyon. When they on one side they start oh, to see yeah, it's
1: good, Comanche yeah. on
0: horseback. Yeah. On the other side, Comanche on horseback, and they. Realize the captain, uh, Captain Clayton has got himself surrounded, and figures on yes. get himself unsurrounded. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um and, and at which point he does something with a neckerchief, which you don't often see, but it's very practical. He just ties the neckerchief around his top hat and under his chin so that the high speed pursuit manages to stay on his head. Um I know, because he I'd just
1: in that situation I would have gone.
0: Forget that. <laughs> Just forget it. it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a very practical man, is Captain Clayton. So, yeah, anyway, is, so that's he exactly what they do is they, they they pelt off at high speed. Again, it's reminiscent of stagecoach because they're being, they're say, being yeah. chased across yeah, the plains yeah. by the Comanche. It's
1: nicely filmed as well, yeah. isn't it?
0: They make it across the river. There's a bit of a shootout. Um, again, the commands, you kind of lose heart because they don't fancy crossing a river getting gunned down. Um, but even as they're pulling back, um, Ethan tries to just kill more yeah. of them. Yeah. And Clayton kind of grabs his rifle and is like, no, just stop now. We don't need There's to kill no anyone. point. Yeah. And, and This enrages Ethan completely. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: He's a psychopath, isn't he? Yeah, he just he, wants yeah. to keep killing
0: them. Um, so at this point, uh, Clayton reasons this is not going to get solved quickly we either this even again either he can, he needs a full company of rangers or a couple of guys we, there's yeah. too many of us and not enough so they decide to head home with their wounded um and basically ethan and uh ethan is going to pursue them because of course he yeah. will, he's relentless um
1: and martin decides he wants to come along as well much yeah, to but- ethan's chagrin
0: yeah, well, Martin has yeah has, has been stoic in the sense of it's been yeah. my job to get the girls back because to him, to well, the, I suppose him,
1: they're related, aren't they? In the, yeah, well, not by
0: yeah. blood, but he he does consider them family, so yeah. he's 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 got to tie them. And then Brad, again, likewise, who's betrothed yeah. Lucy, is coming with them as well. Um, <laughs> they're a very dramatic way of volunteering because so they can't just say I'm coming too it's like Brad yeah. is like the only way you'll stop me <laughs> is if you'll kill me it's like alright calm down Brad just, <laughs> just get on your horse
1: just say I'll come yeah I suppose it makes for a less interesting film doesn't it
0: that's true okay again I suppose as, as, as the three of them there's now just the, the party reduced to three trotting along you know Ethan continues to say things like I mean they're probably dead already and at which yeah. point Brad, yes, goes, if you say that one more time, I'm going to hit you. Yeah, but but he just keeps on. It's like, Ethan's a right. Oh, Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine being in his company? For for five years, as it turns out. (laughs) Uh, Although, again, we we then get to uh, another hell of a scene is when they're following the tracks and they...
1: They find a little They're, a crack in the mountains, didn't they?
0: But like, Where, yeah, not that they find that hard, some some of the party have peeled off and gone oh, one way, yes. and the rest of the party have carried on. Yeah. So Ethan um, says, "You two carry on after the main party. I'll go for the side party." Uh, <laughs> and again, as he, so he comes back, looks incredibly distressed, given that Ethan's not very stoic.
1: Yeah, stumbling around, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it, yeah, I thought, God, blimey, what's going on here?
0: He's like stabbing the ground with his knife. He's glugged back yeah. in the water, and even even when they um. Like when uh, yeah Martin says what happened to your greatcoat, mm. he actually says must have lost it rather than yeah. either hitting Martin or being rude to him, yeah. which is his normal reaction when yeah. Martin asks a question. Uh,
1: but we don't and... really know what's happened, do we? A- apart from something bad he's seen yeah. or something done, something bad
0: yeah so it's a heck of a scene that and that's that's the but then subsequently when they find the main party brad comes back after scouting saying oh i found lucy she's alive yes. and then he goes no that's just someone wearing lucy's dress i can uh, i can tell you lucy's dead because i found her murdered and raped in the canyon by the comanches um,
1: he doesn't actually say rape does he but he, he says he doesn't say exactly so, but it's implied because of the stabbing of the i thought it was implied because of the stabbing of the the thing on the floor that he when he comes back
0: yeah well, um, it's, it's, yeah he goes it i think yeah four Comanche took her out there yeah. i covered her up with my greatcoat. Yeah. And and he's this is actually some pretty good acting from John Wayne. Yeah, he's is, like, yeah. "What do you want me yeah. to spell it out for you? Yeah. Don't ever ask me about that. As long as I live, don't ever ask me what happened." Yeah. Um. So he's incredibly distressed, although not as distressed as Brad, who um, no, grabs a pistol off. and runs right towards yeah. the camp. Um. Yeah. And yeah, we hear gunshots, and that's the end of Brad. Again, so,
1: yeah, it's signified by the music in the background as well, isn't it? So it's a it's a really good scene that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because we don't see what happens. We just no, we don't. Uh, so,
1: but it's it's a good it's a good example of um. What, what, not revealing things. Sometimes your imagination is enough, isn't it? You don't yeah, have to. Yeah. I know that you could, probably couldn't reveal things at this time in the in the mid fifties yeah. to the extent that would be gruesome. Yeah. But you don't need to, do you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. It's it's obviously it does much more because I knew immediately when he came back. It's like Ethan is off. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah, so, yeah something yeah, exactly. is not here. Yeah, he's, no. he's not just very thirsty as he glugs back the canteen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the, the the search continues now. Again, the, the trail is getting cold because again, there's only two of them chasing after them. So um, that they've we've seen the trekking through winter snow now, so we can see time is passing, and it's almost a year later before they touch base again with them um, with the Jorgensen. Yeah, I
1: got a bit discombobulated at this point, but um, yeah, I then realised that yes, of course, it hasn't just snowed one day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it took me about five minutes to go. Oh yeah, right, okay.
0: Uh, time has passed. Yeah, so after, so Jorgensen game Where when Brad um, came from his, his yeah. parents and uh, and we see uh, the sisters. Of um, the Jorgensen's daughter Laurie Jorgensen um, is by also Vera uh, Miles. played by Vera Miles, who I will say is tremendous good value. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she comes on incredibly strong to Martin. They they knew her as, uh, as as they were like childhood sweethearts. Yeah. But like she just can't keep her hands off him. <laughs>
1: Although it feels like she's from a different film. Yes. Yes. <laughs> kind of
0: (laughs) absolutely so she's she's like you know got a ear to ear grin and she's like teasing him with the bathwater and and jumping on him and this kind of stuff um but, yeah, so the, uh, he
1: doesn't know what to do, does he really?
0: Absolutely not. He's I mean
1: like any normal person would be like, What the hell's going on here?
0: <laughs> yeah. But Ma- I mean Martin is, is quite a curious character because he's again he's he's got that moral centre, but he's very childish in many ways too. He's yeah, he constantly is, he? sulking. Yeah. I mean I imagine you know being on the trek with Ethan wouldn't put you in the best of tempers. But he's <laughs> he's always, you know, kicking off about things and this kind of stuff. Although it, it doesn't help that Ethan is never nice to him. Um, or anyone. Or apart, any-
1: apart from the Jorgensen's, I suppose.
0: Yeah, he's decent to the Jorgensen. Again, Ma Jorgensen is uh, is quite good as kind of this this old voice of wisdom. She's yeah. uh, she's got a good, like horse sense, and she's again she's the one that gives the voice of the Texans. Yeah, which no, is she's that...
1: the, she's the bones in the ground before the time can come. Speech.
0: Yeah, it's it's very. On the, we've had this before in other westerns, haven't we? It's it's very on the nose saying it might take a yes. hundred years before this country <laughs> becomes decent, and, yeah. if, and it might might take us to be buried for it to happen. It's like our yeah. sacrifice <laughs> will not be in vain. The people yeah. will have refrigerators <laughs> and big cars. <laughs> They might find oil as well. Oil would be yeah. great. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, uh, but they've. Uh, Ethan's got another lead. Someone uh, has sent him a scrap of, of a child's dressing. If this pattern matches the girl, it was sold to me by uh, a Comanche. Um, you know, bring a reward and I'll, I'll uh, pay you, which I, I saw from the letter. That's quite mercenary. But we find out um, yeah, the shopkeeper he Futterman. goes to futterman so they were two off again <laughs> the but, yeah.
1: stupidest name ever yeah. what do you thought before before you go on um this is where laurie jorgensen because e- ethan j- just wants to go himself he says i'm just yeah. going now you stay here i don't want you around anymore martin says no i'm coming with you but laurie obviously doesn't want Martin to go because it basically means leaving again
0: yeah
1: she's waited all this time and he's leaving again and um so there's obviously a bit of a contretemps between them um it's a kind of recurring motif in the film isn't it really where she keeps waiting for him he keeps turning up and then leaving again
0: yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) Um, i think he he would settle with them he's got a
1: he's got he's got a duty hasn't
0: he yeah he's got to sort this out first um although interestingly it's a different different film uh i would like to point out and this was not i that spotted this she's wearing anachronistic jeans <laughs> what in in the, in the one scene when she's saying goodbye to martin she's wearing yeah. uh, a nice pair of dark blue levi's that were at least oh, five yeah. years before they were invented so uh, really i'm oh, not I sure th- they were you know made i, sh- across the I border.
1: thought that
0: yeah i thought
1: they were popular they look very modern
0: I know. Yeah. yeah. But we can get some of the dress things here we can uh questionable as yeah, we get onto it. Yeah. But anyway. So they're off to the Futtermans. Um he has to throw over quite a lot of gold just to get Futterman to admit, you know, yeah. where where this came from. Um but and Futterman says, you know, when you find out I want my thousand dollar reward too. Um, but clearly Futterman's in no mood to wait because he uh, he and two of his friends tried to bushwhack Ethan really? and, uh, and Martin, Um, who, again, <laughs> Ethan, <No avail. laughs> Ethan smelled a rat and basically <laughs> yeah. uh, told Martin to lie by the fire quiet while he made up kind of a dummy Ethan with a hat and blankets so that Futterman shot. The uh, the pile of blankets, and yeah. then, you know, Ethan gunned them all down. I don't know what he thought if they decided to shoot Martin first. But yeah. <laughs> well, he probably wouldn't care, would he? <laughs> so if Martin had made this calculation and wasn't too happy with
1: it. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> he said, "What would have happened if they shot me?" He said, "What did he say? What did he say?" He says, um, "I didn't think about that." <laughs> 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 something like, "I didn't countenance it."
0: Yeah. Um, but they uh, they continue the to the search they yeah uh, they um they do they do try bartering with another tribe of Indians to um yeah. to yeah, to Martin find gets out. a wife. this is a the thing yeah Martin Ma- Martin, through either very bad bargaining or very good bargaining, <laughs> uh, thinks he's getting a blanket in, in yeah. return for trading hats, ends up with a wife. Uh, so uh, again, a Comanche woman who, um what's that? her name is like wild goose flying yeah in they, call it look,
1: they, they call a look
0: they call a look because basically Marty's just going, look look yeah <laughs> <You understand laughs> so she goes she basically yeah, she explains to ethan who speaks command she look he can call me look if he wants to uh, <laughs> again it's, i think they they it's she's with them for quite a while before they think to ask do you know scar <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah it's
1: true, isn't it?
0: yeah she, she yeah. says yes i do and then flees um, yeah we never actually know whether she's going to join scar or to warn him or to to kind of to well, get she, debbie she back
1: to whatever happens
0: yes well she she might be going to rescue debbie for all we know yes, she looked looked seemed to be a good egg but um yeah before she can do anything <laughs> uh her, her tribe is raided by you know, the american soldiers and and look is massacred and um
1: yeah and this is by the american soldiers this time isn't it
0: yeah and the um so and they're coming, they're, sold-
1: through the, they're coming through the the west
0: yeah so Ethan and Ethan and Martin are going to meet up with the soldiers because they've taken captive some of the uh, the white women that have been captured by the Indians yeah. to see if they can oh, identify. Yeah, this them. is quite this is quite <coughs> oh a sh- my goodness. shocking
1: scene as well isn't it? Yeah. And this is a kind of this is a kind of scene you don't expect to see in a film from the 50s. Yeah, it, was really, like, dis- it was really it was really
0: oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, there, were, there were some where they just, they, they look at um, a couple of the girls who would be Debbie's age and they don't show any recognition. Yeah, they look yeah. at a couple of the dead bodies and they don't show any recognition. But the, the, the thing is, there's another woman there who's cradling just a, a wooden log, desperately cradling yeah. it. And yeah. then they, uh, she sees the, a wooden, a, a doll that they'd had the Debbie's doll to try and, you know, recognise for Debbie. And this woman just grabs it and clings onto it and lets out clings this kind on. of keening howl. Yeah. um, It's it's incredibly disturbing, yeah. It really is. Which, you're right, it's... it's um. It's, it's very well played by the actors, but yeah, very, very unnerving. Um, so, yeah, so general atrocities abound here. In the meantime...
1: <laughs> I mean, that's understatement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's just my summary of the, of the expansion yeah. West. General atrocities <laughs> abound.
1: That sounds like a comedy.
0: <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Um, in the meantime, we're back at the Jorgensen's, which has appeared to be developing quite the subplot, because um, because Laurie is being courted by... Uh, he does have a name, but it's, it's a... a a yeah, big man with the a
1: guitar. He's got the most ridiculous accent you've ever heard in your life.
0: Oh God! What, what is it? Let's, let's give him his name. Um, is it? Is it Charlie McCory? Gee,
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah, Charlie McCory. Yeah, Ken Curtis. Ken Curtis who is? McCoy, who is yeah. an
0: actual singer? Because yeah, basically yeah. the character rocks up with a guitar strapped to his back, and I thought, did they just get you know a singer in this part? And yeah, I mean he's awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, we're talking
1: about uh, t- TV programs. He was in Gunsmoke, Gun- which was is he? another one that uh, we didn't mention that was here. Yeah, well, and he has a laugh like, ha
0: ha ha. Yeah, there's a couple of things as we divert into Charlie McCrory. Is first, yeah, his accent is awful. Uh, secondly, I think it's not his. I think um, John Ford persuaded him to put on this accent, which he called <laughs> yeah. like a Colombian, uh, not Colombian. Like, um, a Colorado drawl. Right. Uh, okay. Well, the... because, because, <laughs> what? <laughs> because basically, John Ford said, "No one's going to remember you if you don't do the accent." And yeah. Finn, if we're talking about him now, well, <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. He was like, "I can't wait to hear about the story." <laughs> it's, it's like if Forrest Gump took a blow to the head. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It is. It is the definition of the name Cletus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't it mind you he's a hell of a singer um yeah yeah and that's that's what i clock It's like they must have just got a famous western singer giving him a role because his performance it's like when madonna showed up in the james bond film it's like (laughs) it's no good but you're a famous singer (laughs) so i'm sure in the 50s people going oh it's ken curtis that would be good for a tune now you could say the same about grace jones couldn't you is she a singer grace
1: jones Oh, yeah. What? Is she what? a singer? Pull up to my bumper, baby, in a long back limousine. Come on, here. you don't know any
0: Grace Jones songs. The sound of that, nor do you. That was the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's... Grace Jones has released about 10 absolutely that classic sound, albums. That
0: sounded like a George Formby cover. Well, that's. <laughs> yes, well, I
1: can't sing like Grace Jones can. I'm not a six foot five slim black American woman or Jamaican woman. I don't know where she's from. But anyway, I, I can't, you know, I'm me. That's how I sing. But you know, oh, honestly, Hugh, you know what? You, know what, you need to, you need to get some, you get some musical
0: knowledge. that okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll swap you my Ken Curtis LP if you've got a Grace Jones.
1: Oh, all right. I I'll tell you what. Oh, you'd be, you'd be, um, you'd be pleased to hear some of Grace Jones songs.
0: Pull up to me bumper, baby, in, <laughs> in your limousine, long
1: black, black <laughs> limousine. <laughs> <laughs> mother's ruin
0: I think, I think we've we've spent enough time on charlie McCrory. the point is he's come a court in Laurie, and um, and she still has eyes for martin course um,
1: she does but, but she
0: can't wait forever can she, she and again he, uh, ultimately it, it clocks up as five years that martin yeah, Ethan
1: yeah. track
0: around on the, well, the trail only person that
1: ages that. in this time is john wayne <laughs> yeah yes. he's, he, he looks older everyone oh, else is yeah. exactly the same age
0: yeah, Martin, having been five years on on a manhunt, still is kind of as impish and <laughs> yeah. petulant as he ever was. Yeah. You're thinking you didn't mature one iota. <laughs> no, he's How still that going possible? through puberty. I really, he's basically gone through a longer tour of Vietnam than people who are in <laughs> Vietnam. And he's still just, oh, well, you ain't showing me no respect, Ethan. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I mean, to be honest, at the start, I thought, God, it'd be really annoying to be stuck with Ethan for five years. And toward the end, I was thinking, God, it'd be really annoying to be stuck with Martin for five years, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe that's the subject. It's like, Ethan must have a core of goodness because he hasn't killed and eaten Martin in five years. <laughs> Any man who could put up with him for five years must have yeah. a spark of humanity inside him. Oh,
1: they're, they're, I mean, murderers get less, don't they? <laughs>
0: yeah, they do <laughs> in the West. But we'll, uh, we're almost almost to the end here. So Laurie has yeah. um has now taken up with uh with Charlie. Um, they're going to have a proper old wedding. Um, but you know, obviously
1: Ward Bond, uh, sorry uh, Clayton, is doing the service, isn't it?
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, and but literally as they're walking down the aisle or coming into the house, um, Martin and Ed uh, and Ethan rock up and yeah. Again, the father Jorgensen can spot trouble and tries to stop. No, yeah. in they go, <laughs> yeah. and and it's a right set too. Like,
1: no, oh, is isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're um, a right old go at each other, don't they? This is Martin and um, Char- um Charlie.
0: Yes, yeah, so first, yeah, first Martin has it out with Laurie. How could you do yeah, this to me? And yeah. then basically yeah, Charlie comes along. It's like, is there a problem? And the two <laughs> yeah. of them just step out, step out into the uh, into the yard, agree terms of the fight, and yeah, just lay into each other. And everyone's is. loving this.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, it's funny because everyone's like, um. um it, it, it's quite a funny scene because Laurie is, you know, she's going, "Oh, stop, stop!" But then there's a scene in the background where she's standing and she's got a cheeky grin on her face. Oh, yeah, like, she's, she's loving like, oh, every minute. No, two of men beating each other up over on my, my wedding How day. How terrible!
0: <laughs> yeah, which is like, a philosophical way to take your wedding day, but I think she's she's loving the idea because yeah, it's a, yeah, uh, yeah, the idea that. But she secretly probably wants Martin, but also the of idea of that yeah, the, the two men would fight over anyway, lovely. Yeah. Also she, Mrs. Jorgens is kinda of loving the violence too. Yeah,
1: she, she is, gets is. she gets
0: sent indoors with a respect woman. Yeah. Then she's yeah. seen peering out the window saying, Is he here yet?
1: <laughs> Everyone's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the West.
0: I know, but again, highly comedic and they basically they then after beats through a pulp and covered in now dust and looking awful, yeah. they they pick each other up. Um Oh, well, there was that moment when, when Charlie's getting ready to fight, he takes off his top hat and his coat, and Martin kind of folds them nicely for him to keep it yeah. nice. <laughs> so,
1: and they find a fiddle at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because okay, <laughs> everyone else joins in too, like the band tries to pull them apart. <laughs> and at least they find a fiddle they can't crush. So... Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, following this comedic point, they find another lead onto... um, They they head off on the search one more yeah. The New Mexico this time, whereby, again, they've... A, it doesn't have fancy dress because they appear... Having traded their weather-worn <laughs> coats and clothes, John Wayne
1: is a circus
0: shirt. Shirt. Yeah, they look so brightly coloured, and
1: it looks a bit out of place. It looks like he's just rocked up out of a nineteen fifties. Yeah. Suburban
0: house. It's like there's a dress code for New Mexico, and you're, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about out of place. They um they they find their contact, who again is no scarlet oh, yeah. into this 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 uh, hombre, who's uh who again is in full sombrero dress. <laughs> he's got he he's got the, the sombrero Emilio and the beard. Emilio
1: Gabriel thing. Fernandez y Figueroa.
0: Yes, I will, I will help you for a price. <laughs> Always for a price. And at which point, a woman with castanets leaps yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> and starts dancing. Yeah. And so, as as, as, he's, as Amelia is slugging back tequila with Ethan, telling yeah. him about where this murderous uh, Indian yeah. could be found, the castanet lady is just prancing around Martin <laughs> as he's trying to read his Jimmy Changa. And it's like, what <laughs> movie have Jimmy I watched?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Jimmy Changa. It's true, isn't it? Someone's castanetting wildly <laughs> around him, and it's just this is a scene that takes place in one of the darkest westerns ever <laughs> made. It's so odd.
0: <laughs> it's so, <laughs> actually, um, we do find that Mose, the simpleton from the, the original posse, like has, has, has has turned up in New Mexico yeah. and has actually been asking questions and doing quite a good bit of detective work. He's he's Still the one that's this
1: just... bloody. Um... Armchair though, does not
0: he? Rocking that's chair. It, but he doesn't. He doesn't want the thousand dollars reward. He wants all he wants is a rocking chair because uh, Moses is a man of simple tastes, and that's all he wants. He's
1: is a also known taste, as right. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Although it's it's interesting that um, again someone as as misanthropic as Ethan actually has time for Moses.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah,
0: which so yeah. is because I think yeah, they, they, he's, he's referring. I think he's you know Moses seen a hard life, and he's uh he's most of his marbles have fallen out of his head now. But people yeah. are kind of looking to him, but anyway. We're nearly there. They get to Scar's encampment. For, for a simple uh,
1: plot, which has <laughs> taken nearly an hour.
0: There's a bit of a showdown, a stare-off between uh, Ethan and, and Scar for the first time. It's like, you speak pretty good American. <laughs> it's like, you speak pretty good Comanche. <laughs> um, and they obviously, they haven't turned up at Scar saying, we're looking for the guy who nicked no. the women for revenge. They they make something about... They the did hit. some
1: trade, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Um, at which point Scar goes, you know, both my sons were killed by white men, and I mm. took scalps, and you kind of washed the scalps. The
1: scalps he? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: one of which we later learn is the scalp of, of Martin's mother. Um,
1: yeah,
0: uh, which and he Lucy. Thinks, uh, Was Lucy there too? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, nice. Um, but then he also scar gestures over to his many wives. Um, one of which is, mm. uh, well, uh, Debbie Edwards. Five years on, she's now uh, much she's older. She's now Natalie Wood. She's now Natalie Wood. <laughs> <laughs> uh and again in in native dress and again yep. um, looking bashfully at them so they they clock each other but um,
1: they don't say anything at that they point say anything. Do they?
0: but again as as they're in camp as Martin and, uh, and uh, Ethan are encamped out um, ready to make their move uh, young Debbie runs down to them and basically mm. says you know go away I'm, I'm, I'm now one of the Comanche I'm going to live with them um, at which point Ethan decides to shoot her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, he, so Martin I is standing I kind of wanted in... him to <laughs> It would have made a step change from the Castanets. Uh, <laughs> it would have been, yeah. yeah. Martin is now standing in front of the person they've been looking for for the last two hours, saying, yeah. please don't kill Debbie. Yeah. Um, and before he can, John Wayne gets shot with an arrow. So um, the uh, the the rest of Scar's raiding party is after them. So they leg it. They hide off in a cave, manage to chase them off. Um, and he has this... Uh, that is resolved. This is now, um, they, they link up back, so they, they've now found is.
1: Yeah, they found. So they um, what Martin does is he kind of, he persuades Ethan that the best thing to do is for him just to run into the camp.
0: yeah. Um, oh no actually we, we, we've got things out of order first he gets shot with an arrow and then they turn up at the wedding have the fisticuffs so um, so oh, after, yeah, after, it, after, yeah, they, after yeah. they've learned yeah. that Debbie has turned Comanche and, and Ethan wanted to kill her they then have the comedic wedding yeah, punch it, up yeah. scene at which point now everyone's gathered and um, again an army officer turns up saying oh that's I, it which I is I another wanna... weird scene isn't it <laughs> Yes, I'd like to recruit. I'd like to rec- lieutenant Greenhill. Um, yeah, lieutenant Greenhill. Um, was he played by uh, John Wayne's son?
1: I Patrick think so. Wayne. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Wayne.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he turns up to uh, to recruit the Texas Rangers. Um. So again, mm-hmm. but he's this...
1: interrupted all the time, isn't he? Oh Yes. He's <laughs> interrupted all the time by Clayton and and Edwards. It's really weird. But he look comedically interrupted. What's your well, name, think... sir? My name. My name's this. What's your name? Okay. Come on, speak up. What's your name? My name's this. Well, who's your dad? My dad's. So he's your yeah. dad, is he?
0: I think it's because he's you know, clearly a nepotistic appointment yeah, from yeah. A, a Yankee uh, officer. So the two ex-Confederates having great fun, basically just winding him up. It's like, I'm here to report, sir. Is your head cold, son? Oh, hat off. Sorry, sir. I'm here to sir. <laughs> so what are your name, son? Well, my name's Lieutenant Greenhill, sir. Yeah. Who are your dad, son? And so this carries on. Um, but yeah, th- there's also a subplot that they think that um, that uh, the Futtermans were murdered by Ethan. Yeah. But- it, uh, this,
1: at this point in the film, yeah. About one hour forty five minutes in. There's a subplot. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere really. It's no, like they it kill the button, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't.
0: Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they then again so Lieutenant Greenhill summons the Texas Rangers, which includes Ethan and Martin, who've been sworn in, and they go to do their final raid on the last of the Comanche. Um Again, which we, leaves us where we were about an hour and a half ago, saying if we ride in and start killing, then yeah. they'll all die. So, yeah. um, and and once again, Ethan is like, well, tough. Basically, and, and so <laughs> yeah, yeah, Debbie's a Comanche now. You know, she's yeah. dead to me. Uh, so Martin goes, look, I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to sneak in. Um, so he it's does. What Ethan
1: in. goes, well, it's, it's your, it's your death.
0: He's basically like, Yeah, we're coming in shooting, so you know, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so Martin, uh, to give him his credit, does sneak in. He finds Debbie. Does she scream again? There's this there's a lot of untimely but, screaming,
1: or yeah, she doesn't uh, well, she screams a bit, but then she's kind of like, Yeah, okay,
0: yeah, but, they're, but they're, discovered, they're discovered by Scar, aren't they? Um, yeah, they are, but uh, who's gunned down then by uh, by Ethan, at which point the entire company raids the village, um, yeah. And, it's, it's quite, you know, heroic music, given they're just, you know, massacring a village again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not no, much...
1: But then I suppose De- what Debbie does is she runs off because what you see is Ethan then kind of chasing after Debbie. What you think's going to happen is that Ethan's going to shoot her.
0: I think everyone thinks it's going to happen. Well, yeah, Even Ethan I and thought... Debbie think it's going to happen, yeah, too, because yeah. they, they do. They, he runs, runs up to the cave where he uh, took shelter before. Um, he's about to kill her, and all of a sudden he just picks her up in his arms like he did at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, And that, again... We just it very quickly. It's a hell of a cathartic moment. Um, yeah,
1: it is, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you could
0: you could see it was Ethan's cathartic moment too. It's like he didn't yeah. know what he was going to do until until that he moment. did it. Yeah,
1: yeah, until he did it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then they go home, didn't they?
0: And that's it. And uh, oh, except
1: he then walks off. He delivers Debbie and walks off. Yeah, yeah. Into the sunset.
0: And with that,
1: with with that very. Sp- Sprightly synopsis. <laughs> You're yeah, too kind. It was on the place. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Really although it's a it's a simple plot, but it's a long old film. Well, there's a lot of it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it yeah, the, pl- the plot is simple. The story is everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is really, isn't it? Yeah. But,
0: uh, with that, let us take a small break to shovel what we can inside a chimichanga to take with us.
1: <laughs> I'll just get me canastas out of the drawer. <laughs> canastas? What are they called? Castanets. How was
0: a canasta? It's a type of game played by old Jewish ladies.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I meant. <laughs> I've got at least, i have got a collection of old Jewish ladies here. We're about to have a game of canastas.
0: <laughs> More power to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you ready, Edith?
0: <laughs> Until then we'll have a quick break and we will discuss the searches.
1: I always get something wrong, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I always get something wrong.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Oh. There we go. Welcome <laughs> back. Oh sorry.
1: I, I I coughed over your
0: introduction there. That's okay. Welcome back, dear listener, as we uh, we desaddle our horses and give them a good rub down and some flesh grain, uh, <laughs> so that we might have the strength to ride on to the conclusion of our review of The Searchers. Uh, James, would you like to take us off? Because we mentioned at the start, this film is phenomenally well regarded.
1: Oh, it is, isn't it? And I have to say, I've never seen this before. Uh, you know, I think it's fair t- I don't know if you have, actually.
0: Do you know what? I've seen it over 10 years ago, well over 10 years ago, actually, um, and... I only saw the first half hour, because I thought, well, I know this is going now. Because basically, I, I it was a Sunday afternoon. I watched oh, yeah. up to the point when they discovered the tribe for the first time. I thought, oh, they're going to ride in, kill them, get them back. I know what's happened. Done deal. <laughs> it's not watching. that at all, is it? It's <laughs> not that at all. So I clearly have no nose for this.
1: <laughs> well, I'd never seen it before. And to, for my sins, I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> so it was a again this is why this is quite fun because these are films I shouldn't I should at least know what the general plot is but I had no clue what this film was about other than the title is called The Searchers so I'd imagine it had something to do with that but didn't really know anything about it it would
0: be quite good if the family's last name was also Searcher (laughs) 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 it would literally be The Searchers (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, it could have been, couldn't it? But used it a trick it, there. Call, yeah, call yeah. me next time, John. Ford. They could have called it. They could have called it the Edwardses. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I think we mentioned it at the start, actually, didn't we? Where I mean, I, like, I think you said it really succinctly. A lot of people really love this film. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to find significant criticism of the film um you know roger ebert it's you know one of his favorite films um it's the seventh best film of all time in um, the sight and sound it's the 12th best film of all time from the american film institute one of the greatest and most influential films ever made the greatest american western It's in the Library of Congress um, as preservation. It's, you know, one of the first 25 films selected for that. Um, It's the first film to have a making of film made (laughs) associated (laughs) with it as well. So, you know, it's got it's 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 a huge old film and it's considered John Ford's masterpiece. It's considered John Wayne's masterpiece, I guess, as well. Um, And so I kind of almost feel whatever we say about it has already been said in various forums. I I think it is epic, isn't it? I mean the, the the word epic is banded about. This is an epic film in in scope and scale. Not just for not just for the way the film looks in terms of its landscape. A lot of these westerns that we're watching are epic in that context. Um, it's epic in terms of what it means in the context of american film history i think it's epic in the context of it's one of the first westerns to albeit obliquely address the idea that there might have been some pretty bad um racial um politics at play in in the old west right and even though i'm I can't quite work out whether it's explicit or complicit in that or not. I'm not, I can't work it out. I'll take, I'll take John Ford's benefit of the doubt when he talks about it, because he's talked about it in terms of, um, being from a particular standpoint of, um, you know, this obsessive psychopathic racist, but also acknowledging that in that time, yeah, a lot of the white people were pretty bad to the native Americans. Um, so you know there's that element of it as well it's just one of those films where you you can't really i suppose you can't really talk about the genre or even perhaps film without talking about the searches and i suppose one of the challenges for me is it you know looking at what it's influenced we talked about the 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 star wars scene for example um you know Spielberg has referenced this as being, you know, one of the critical films of his 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 youth. Scorsese has used the film in a number of different um, kind of motifs throughout his career. It's also been so significant in in the development of cinema um, that I have to say it pains me to say it. I'm not so sure what the fuss is about, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh. sorry about that. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a reason why. Okay. OK. Um, there are two films in this film, I think. Yeah. One of them is one of the best films I've ever seen. And one of them is completely pointless. <laughs> 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 one of the best films I've ever seen is about Ethan Edward and it's about John Wayne. And it's about the dark heart of the American hero. He's the villain in this really and he's the villain that edges over into pure evil he wants to kill debbie he is this he's the prototype american hero in that regard and i think that's a really interesting concept to think about it's a dark 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 western filled with murder and rape and savagery um and it's brilliant when it does all of that it's absolutely brilliant and then there's this other romantic film with fluffy characters in slapstick situations which if the film was johnny guitar or (laughs) something with doris day i might enjoy it but it's in the searchers yeah and it feels so weird. You were talking about this, you know, the scene in when when the castanets are brought out, or the fight, or the, um, the, the Laurie, the Laurie character. It's a she's a fine character, and she's a fine actress. It's just
0: in a different film. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I'm a hundred percent agree with you. Um, it's I and mean, yeah, I remember watching it thinking, I'm such a philistine. Every every. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone breathing air who has thought about movies loves the searchers, and I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. getting it <laughs> yeah. because no. you're entirely right. If this had been edited down to like a tight ninety minutes, yeah, I'll, oh, because, because five, five
1: out of five, you yeah. know, I'd have had goosebumps.
0: where the highs are so high, right? Because yeah, because the, the performances in there. I mean, like the, there's some real visceral moments, like the moment when he knows what's happened to the homestead. It hasn't oh, seen it, but knows. Yeah, the moment, the moment when he is he, he discovers Lucy but we, we only see it through the aftermath and yeah, yeah. see nothing. Again, the moment when he's about to kill Debbie, those are, those are actually moments that really, really stick with you. Even, again, the exciting ones, like the moment when they're, they're surrounded and they know that they are actually surrounded and they've really got to pelt it to yeah. get out there. That's exciting too. There's some it great is. moments.
1: There's, a, there's scenes toward the end as well where they're chasing and being chased by the Comanche. And it was reminiscent a little bit of Stagecoach. And yeah. I wanted more of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the moments when Mose is rabbiting on like an idiot, yeah, the yeah. moment when when uh, the the, uh, the Curtis is uh, is clinking around his guitar, the moment when Laurie is yeah basically throwing herself in in yeah. a very spirited way at Manny and basically and Martin and basically the, the character of Martin who I think is a huge miss. Um, yeah, I, mean, he is, oh, I agree. Martin is got to be the moral heart of the story. He's the only yeah. one who stays true to his purpose yeah. of, we've got to rescue the girls. He, do- he doesn't have a moral arc at all, does he? No, and he's really annoying. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> you, you should absolutely want to be on Martin's side. He might not be as experienced, and it's fine for him to make mistakes, like if he doesn't water his horse at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, but he's just so petulant and sulky. And it's like, no. And boring. Yeah, and boring is the other way. Yeah. Even, even when he's punching someone to, to get together with Laurie, there's, again, he's just I think again, the actor didn't do a lot for me, and the character wasn't portrayed well. And had he been, again, any kind of kind of spirited character who was a proper foil for John Wayne, um, then it would have been a real, it would be a real pull of, you know, one of one of you, you know, you're both on the same mission, but you have both got very different goals. Yeah, and absolutely. That, and that, that would leave a real tension to it. So, yeah, it's um, it's crazy, and yeah, and all the castanets for me just swung it off. It's like what why did they think that was because this is this is the finale this is going into that moment when they're gonna they're gonna see debbie for the first time and there's a castanet scene yes i know and it it totally it it
1: completely undermines the tension of the film doesn't it it completely undermines your your and again and don't get me wrong look the the film is fine you know there's there's lots of things i like about the film i like its beauty the way that it's filmed i you know but but strip it back make it a raw film about a character study of this obsessive psychopath yeah you know it has it, it has touches of yeah. i mean you know scorsese Travis Bickle is mm. Ethan Edwards to a certain yeah. extent, right? You know, you've got that in there. It's it's part of it's part of that kind of his history
0: of film. Yeah, had there been cast in Taxi Driver, I do <laughs> would have got the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they guess the thing is Ethan, because that's that's the thing is like had it had it stayed on purpose because Ethan to start with, you don't know he's he's you think he's oh he's John Wayne and he's a tough guy and he he can handle himself and he knows how to scout and ride and shoot, so yeah. he's our hero. Yeah. And like the first moment he shoots out the eyes of a dead man, you think he's our hero. He's a bit weird, but he's our hero. And then he yeah. says, Let's ride in, I don't care if they die, thinking is he our hero? And then when he's like, you know, picking off the uh, the wounded. And well, there's a scene when he just re- um, shoots buffalo. Like, they kill one buffalo. Yes, to eat. And he keeps and killing them. They're he not going to eat this buffalo-
1: winter, are they?
0: Yeah, he just wants to kill all the buffalo yeah. to deprive it. And then, yeah, so it's in this is continuous. That's a
1: brilliant film, though, isn't it? That's a brilliant scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can see
1: the drive, the demented anger, the evil in him.
0: Yeah, and now you're thinking, okay, he's not our hero. He's a no. serious danger. Which yeah, is, again, is, yeah. why you need Martin to be better. Yeah. Both formidable to be formidable enough to challenge him, but also you want what you want to now send, recenter yourself on yeah, Martin because yeah. Ethan is not your hero anymore. No, but the fact uh, he was such an iconic Western, he's he's yeah he's a villain in an iconic Western shell of like this is what this is what all the cowboys look like when they're the yeah. good guys,
1: which is why I think it makes the scene when he picks Debbie up instead of kills her so cathartic. Oh yeah, because you you want right, I mean you, I think you kind of you kind of know in hindsight you know sorry from the vantage point of history what he's going to do but i can imagine if you were watching this for the first time you'd have no idea given the things he has done and can do yeah you'd have no idea what he's going to do and the fact that he picks her up and cradles her and takes her home you know i despite being a bit underwhelmed by the film in general, I had goosebumps. Uh, goosebumps. Yeah. I felt like, oh, that was great. I want that. I want that. That was it's in the there, thing, isn't it? It's in yeah. there.
0: Because had he, had he killed her, then Stagecoach would be known as that film where John Wayne kills Debbie yeah. Edwards. Yeah. And yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd watch it then. But again, I even though you were almost 99% sure that didn't happen, watching it, I thought... What's happening? Is, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see either you know, this either Debbie gets away or kills him or does something because this isn't gonna end well. And and when yeah, when he suddenly just you know something snaps and he picks her up in his arms and it's okay. Um, Yeah, that's a brilliant ending. It is a brilliant ending, and and that is the ending of the film. Really, everything else is just. I think does does Laurie reappear and start kissing Martin again? It's like there's there's a (laughs) there's a there's a a coda to it, but really that the film. It's not
1: much of a coda though, is it? I mean, actually, Roger Ebert did say something similar. Um, So just looking at his the quote he had of the film.
0: The film within
1: the film involves the silly romantic subplot and characters hauled in for comic relief, including the Swedish neighbours Lars Jorgensen, who uses a vaudeville accent, and Mose Harper, a halfwit treated like a mascot. There are even musical interludes. This second strand is without interest, and those who value the searchers filter it out, (laughs) patiently waiting for a return to the main storyline. And I agree, but the problem is... It's in the film. Yes. How yeah. can you filter it out? It's part you can't you can't just say I love the searchers except for that bit in it which is rubbish. So but it's part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it's not the searchers, is it? It's something yeah, different. You're looking yeah. uh, you've, you're watching a different film. Dear you You know. So it, I don't know. Um so
0: why why then is it why then it why then does everyone love it? Why is it so so bad? Is it because for all those good bits we've mentioned and the fact that it was the end of an era it, like it was the last great so it's, it's like um when Anthony and Cleopatra killed mm. off the uh, the the epics and when um was it um was it Meet Me and Saint Louis killed off the uh yeah. the, the musicals was this yeah. like the last big classic western?
1: Oh maybe it was although and I did mention at the start that I, I you know you could you can see elements of revision in revisionism in this yeah. and I, I think in some respects at the t- i mean who knows but at the time of the release and you know maybe for the deck the few decades afterwards the film was probably it was probably so popular because of the almost a it's a culmination isn't it of of ford's virtuosity and and Wayne's presence right um and i don't know what the tendency in filmmaking was at the time with the kind of the lighter aspects of it um all i and and so therefore it it might have you know just touched upon a kind of popular vein of, of interest at the particular time i think subsequent to that it's it's really held strong because i think at the heart of the film is a really a really difficult question that it asks which is are you complicit with ethan edwards or are you explicit in the fact that he's wrong about his views and i think the film the way that it's filmed it doesn't give you an answer because it lords ethan in a lot of ways you know the the film drools over him and you know playing played by the arch conservatist um john wayne you, you know what john wayne brings to that but equally he's such an extreme character the and, and, and he sees such dark things and wants to do such dark things. You can only think there's an element of even if it's just subtle or the start of something that looks back and goes, Yeah, it it, it wasn't all great. We weren't we weren't in the right necessarily. Do you know what I mean?
0: Or, with, or were just people just enjoying thread. Ethan Edwards as this, you know, no holds bad Or, or maybe they were
1: yeah and this is where I can't work it out. I can't yeah. work out whether the film is complicit. You know, he's actually saying, "Look at Ethan Edwards. He's a he's a down low, rotten, dirty." But my God, it's John Wayne. What a that's the thing. What I, a I, guy. I,
0: yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure again, both John Ford and John Wayne were playing Ethan Edwards as you know the obsessive, you know, yeah, like Captain yeah. Ahab, destroying himself to, to to kill this this white whale. Yeah. Um, that but how much of the audience took it from god john wayne he's getting down them indians yeah, well,
1: this, yes yes and this is i don't and i don't know i mean I, I i can see elements of the revisionist aspect in it but i can also see elements of it just being seen as a rip roaring piece of entertainment about yeah. cowboys and indians
0: yeah but then again you have the scene after the army have ridden through the indian camp and and it's harrowing it's almost it more is. harrowing yeah, than, I mean. yeah, than, than yeah, the it scenes is. after the uh, the comanche have destroyed the edwards ranch
1: yeah and you actually see the bodies at that yeah. point, don't you? You don't really see bodies at any other point in the film. You only see yeah. bodies when the when the when the soldiers go through. So and it's
0: interesting that the again when they meet Scar, he says, "You know, I've lost two sons, um, and I've taken scalps yeah. in return for that." The army just doing it. Yeah, <laughs> the, they are. No one in the yeah. army goes. I've, I, I feel I need to. It's our job. You're just killing. It. Yeah. It's, our, it's our job, mate.
1: I suppose that's what I mean. Yeah, so there, there are elements of the film which I think resonate more toward more modern filmmakers and more modern audiences, which are a little bit like, a bit more reflective of things like that. Probably wasn't see. Oh, I Adam, who, who do I know? The only thing that makes me counter that is we've seen a couple of films, particularly High Noon, that doesn't represent the Old West as this gleaming, wondrous place
0: yeah, it's funny. But, this is the '50s still, and I was not expecting the tone of the two films we picked from the '50s to have this tone. I, I, I was completely. Yeah, you've got High Noon wrong as well. I was expecting The searches to be just a rip roaring. You know, yeah. the John Wayne is leading the party. And they'll they'll chase them down, but they'll get them in the end, and they'll come yeah. back with you know, Lucy and Debbie and all is well. And it's like you know, it's like someone's five year psychological destruction it, after yeah. going through yeah. war it, and and all sorts. Now they just fall to pieces uh, as they become obsessed with just revenge.
1: Yeah, and I thought High Noon would be much more of a a, a more light hearted, you know, um, pistols at High Noon. It kind of was. Yeah. But it was it that was a psychological. Um, kind of character study almost as well wasn't yeah. it but about yeah. the town and about about the the, his, the, the history of the town yeah. um and it again you know going through these films makes me think now I, whatever i think of the broader concept of the searchers there's enough in it for, to make me think i need to be watching more films from this era because you know it was it wasn't all la de happy fun stuff
0: was it? <laughs> right there's some dark old bloody films yeah. But and yet, in and this film, has has things. If if you said if you removed all the you know all the the fluff, you'd get out of a dark film. If you remove the darkness, you'd watch the film and think this is complete gibberish. It's just like yeah. this well, is. I think, I, uh,
1: and and this is I, this is what I'm I'm slightly um, I'm slightly torn a bit, right? Because I think in any other film, I can't say that I wouldn't have enjoyed the. Slapstick romance. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm partial to a Sunday afternoon watching something that doesn't involve any thinking, but is you know like a Danny Kay. You know, the court jest for example. You know, but, but so you take all of those bits out, put it in another film with a bit of a plot around it. I'd probably quite enjoy it.
0: I, say, I thought right? Vera Miles was very charismatic. Again, yes. even though all her roles, all her scenes were superfluous and generally not useful, um, <laughs> yeah. she she was a great presence on screen. She's like, yeah. but why, why? And almost have that as part of a
1: musical. have it as a musical around around a story where vera miles plays this you know this romantic who is waiting for her love to come back from a war or something you know and all of these men are trying to court her or something like that you know that's that's i'd probably watch that film but it's not this not in this film strip it out of this film keep this film to ethan make it 90 minutes and you've got an absolute stone cold classic. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest films ever made. As it happens, it seems to be one of the greatest films ever made anyway. And yeah. I can't understand with all of that chaff in it. Perhaps you, it was. You can't
0: ignore it. Yeah. Perhaps it was. Again, we come down to the language of the film at the time because we, we know they can make good films then, but films have a language. I've noticed actually yeah. that films are a lot faster nowadays. They don't. They don't yeah. But also they don't faster, but longer. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they take they get they get to the point really quick because they don't trust the attention span. Yeah. They don't have to hang in there. But like maybe the, in now these um, in the fifties, if you didn't have again that that musical interview that leavening of yeah. like to have yeah. a Vera Miles character yeah, it could um, be. Um, just yeah,
1: but maybe. But you know what? You, you don't have it in High Noon.
0: No, no.
1: It, it's it, it, the thing is tonally High Noon is consistent, isn't it?
0: Yes, right. Yeah. It's
1: consistent, whereas the the searches is, is is inconsistent tonally. It has a tonally inconsistent structure to it, and I, I can't get with it. I find that really yeah, weird, even
0: amongst its own plots. That's the thing. It's not like yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, There's, yeah. If, if it was just if all the scenes with you know Ethan and Martin were one tone and everything else was different, you might see it as a vein of darkness. But yeah. again, I'll come back to the castanets again. That was in one yeah. of the, the yeah. and, and this kind of stuff, and and the fact that again Martin again Martin's signature move. Well, he's trying to eat his chimichanga. <laughs> but Martin's signature move is rolling over on his bedroll and pulling <laughs> his blanket over him in disgust. Because this yeah. is about three or four times. Or, or falling over a chair. <laughs> he falls over a lot too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's really weird. You're right. It would be like watching Taxi Driver and, and watching Travis Bickle with a comedic sidekick. <laughs> it just wouldn't work, wouldn't it? It'd be so weird. They <laughs> kept doing silly dances or just laugh. It's just so odd. It's just so weird. And the thing is, we've watched other films. Um, so Stagecoach had a mixed tone as well, but I think it worked a lot better because it, was, it wasn't this dark. It was more of an adventure. Yeah yeah. And and the the um in that film the Thomas Mitchell character who was the the laughing stock a bit like Mose in this film actually has a character arc. Yeah. He yeah. develops into something which Mose doesn't. He's just a he's just something to laugh at.
0: Yeah. Which is weird.
1: And in he, My Darling Clementine that has I wouldn't say that it has comedic moments but it has lighter moments. Yeah. But it works because it's it's part of the world that's been created.
0: Yeah. I think with Moses, maybe they were trying to do something. They were—they were trying to, yeah. Because by the end of it, Moses was—he's exhausted, and they're kind of just sheltering. Him. All he wants is his rocking chair by a fire, but not really. He's um—he's no, basically really. still playing the idiot character. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, uh, you're probably right. They were probably trying to do something with him that was was—you know—he's a—he's a—he has a moral core, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's that's fine. It's all good. But this is considered one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, right. How is that in this?
0: But you're right, and but how again, do people the, see yeah. it, and the Jorgensen's too, like the the uh, father yeah, Jorgensen. And um, father Jorgensen is comedic. You, isn't you it? mentioned the yeah. it's Like, oh my gosh, my golly, yeah. what am I doing with this, <laughs> Hunting cows. by yeah. gosh, my golly. Like, whereas, where
1: is the the, uh, the old woman uh, Jorgensen,
0: yeah, is great. Yeah, it's
1: incredible. So, so she, yeah, but the thing is, there, every, has, every
0: one of the four Jorgensen's is coming at this from a different direction.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're in different films, aren't they? The thing is, old Ma Jorgensen has lighter moments, but they are grounded in the context of the film. You know, when she wants to see what's happening with the fight, I can kind of understand that. But Pa Jorgensen, it's just just over... It's like a clown. It's over the top. It's weird.
0: And Brad Jorgensen is so two-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah, he belongs in the traditional cowboy film of just hunt things <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. And Laurie, Laurie is Laurie is waiting for that musical comedy to come yeah. in. She would be the yeah. fantastic starring yeah. role. Um, yeah. And there's all four of them in the same fam in the same film. And here's the thing that rubs it's and They're in the same scenes. Yeah. But we know that John Ford can do better. We you know, Like I said, I uh, no, this is a classic film thing, but we've seen the other films of John Ford where he's portrayed really good secondary characters. Um really well and they're grounded and they're Mm, believable and they're entertaining and you care for them yeah and i don't remember seeing either of the previous john ford films we've seen thinking the characters well they're a bit broad i'm not sure about this
1: yeah yeah, it's true isn't it yeah because again even the thomas mitchell character in stagecoach at the start you think he's this is quite a broad character yeah but the way that that character develops he becomes the moral center of the film
0: yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yes. Yeah, stage, I still, I still think actually, stagecoach is is the yard that yet to be bettered. Even maybe by high noon. um Ooh, really? Stagecoach mm-hmm. was really good.
1: And stagecoach had what I wanted this film to have more of, which was that rip roaring camera work of the horse chases. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of even even when even when they do start. Shooting, you know, there's a scene by the lake or the river where they've got to cross it, and there's a scene toward the end with, and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's over in a few minutes, and it becomes, and you know, it becomes much more about the psychology of of Ethan, yeah. which is fine. Again, I really want some more of that. But well,
0: here's my if, guess if there's so that... many
1: film there's so many films in this film.
0: Yeah, here's my guess as to why the horse chases were less rip roaring than uh in this one than in stagecoach Unionism. And, uh, the american humane association oh, yeah <laughs> i suspect yeah. someone some pen pusher said they can't just kill yeah. the horses like you.
1: Used to. Like to some pen pusher i mean it's a fair point in it
0: but, <laughs> <laughs> but... said you can't just slaughter horses in the name of no. movies and, uh, and so the uh, yeah they probably just couldn't ride them and break their legs all of that like
1: yeah did. well that's fair enough in it but it doesn't, make for a, it doesn't make for an exciting film I know. <laughs> Um, look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be too dis- sound like too disparaging about film. When this is good, yeah, it's it, it's the highs are so high for me. And actually, when, when it first came on, and when I was, you know, the first um, you know, half an hour or so of the film, I kept looking at it, thinking this film is beautiful.
0: Yeah, you know, the, lovely... the
1: color is incredible, and it looks stunning and yeah. you know ford's composition again is fantastic the The composition between the exterior shots the landscapes and the interior shots was brilliant brilliantly done even and the stage yeah. the stage shots were really good as well yeah
0: well it's book ended by um the the leitmotif of um again a a, a doorway yeah it's a, it a is, dark yeah. a doorway of a dark yeah, it's basically a silhouette doorway looking out on the plains, and then a, a person comes in front of that so you get a very nice uh, yeah front and and back of the, the films like that
1: yeah i, I agree well, look. You know what? I, I need to. I need to find someone who absolutely loves the Searchers <laughs> and just throw a brick. Them... Clearly, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, but, you know, someone, someone who can articulate what it is about the whole film that I, they love I, you know, in think, its entirety.
0: You found. You could. I bet you pick a dozen essays that said how good the Searchers were and it would just skip over the bits that we mentioned but this might,
1: this, this, is what, this is what this is this is what Roger Ebert's saying isn't it this yeah. is what he's saying he's saying you know the film within the film is more or less yeah. useless
0: ignore 40 percent of the footage yeah, shot.
1: Way, yeah and the people that love the film generally ignore that how yeah. can you do that that's part of the film yeah. <laughs> and it's is not there, like it's yeah. 40 minutes at the end of the film that you can just yeah. turn it off it's right you know, scattered yeah. throughout the
0: film <laughs> Yeah, you know, someone to recap the phantom menace into a really good film it's like yeah, well, yeah, yeah you, you, you cut a film yeah, out they didn't <laughs> <laughs> this is the point they didn't yeah
1: <laughs> so I, I, it's just weird yeah how can you ignore such a how can you ignore such a critical part of the film how can you ignore it? I don't. some
0: yeah. Well, we shall. Uh, we shall. Uh, but I'd encourage everyone to watch it. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, I, I would as well, because yeah. because the the film about Ethan Edwards is an absolute stonker.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and and watch it with that view, and maybe keep your hand on the fast forward button.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you would have a really solid ninety minute blockbuster, oh. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Because
0: it's two hours, as well, which
1: is quite long for its. Time. Well, yeah. And the thing is. You know, in modern terms, I suppose two hours. You get loads of films that are longer than two hours, did not you? But this yeah. felt like two hours. Yeah, yeah, it did. The um, middle, uh, the middle third of the film was—it felt it. It that's where it lost it for me. The middle yeah. third, the the first third, the last third, yeah, great. The middle third,
0: yeah, he had trouble showing the passage of time without yeah. either. There's 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 devices. It, come, it when... became
1: repetitive, I think.
0: Yeah, like uh, Laurie is reading a letter from them and this kind of yeah. stuff. It is, it is hilarious that um, yeah, she she gets a letter reporting that that Martha's accidentally married um an Indian yeah. bride. <laughs> yeah. at which point she scrubs it up and tosses it into the fire. Yeah. Um, which the Jorgentons fish out again and continue reading. Because it turns out there's a lot of plot left in that letter. <laughs> like there's, a whole, there's like three-year report of the letter. So like, yeah. I'm glad you didn't. Because I suppose we wonder why everyone was so angry. Like, where was she burning a letter? Like, yeah. you know, that was your only news. You're on a farmstead <laughs> and you don't hear any <laughs> I news. I suppose
1: that's true, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's you like, don't no, know anything really else, a do you?
0: Bit of news and you can't there's not, not even a
1: newspaper.
0: A no, that's, that's it. No, no telly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I think we've 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 come to the end of our search.
1: Um, but... I do. Before we finish, I do wonder why anyone makes a home there, like literally in the middle of nowhere, where there are, um, you know, Comanches who were going to scalp you.
0: Manifest <laughs> destiny. That's why.
1: <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough for me. No, no. <laughs> you can, or you, or you can keep your fat. You manifest destiny.
0: <laughs> Just remain in Stoke.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> give you manifest <minor>
0: <laughs> Well, I think uh, everyone is keen to know. Uh, firstly, what we're watching next month, but also they'd like to know what scores we're going to give Oof. to the greatest and most influential <laughs> film ever made. So, <laughs> join us after the break as we send ourselves to permanent movie purgatory. <laughs>
1: oh no!
0: Welcome back. I trust that you've got your guitar out and tinkling away with your Colorado drawl <laughs> and your ear-to-ear grin. Uh, We've
1: just and... had we just I tell you what, the, the 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 girls and I have just had a lovely game of canastas. <laughs> 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 it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. We're just settling down to some. Um, what's a typically Jewish pudding? Um, well, let's not go down the this road. Let's not go down this road. <laughs> we can only offend people, can't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> muller light Yeah, who who wouldn't like a muller light i never muller light <laughs> is that typically jewish i think anyone would like a muller light i think muller light branches across religions yes yeah.
1: are you on safe ground here aren't you yeah
0: a muller corner Ooh. oh
1: yes Yes. Oh, now, oh is it with is it with cornflakes or the chocolate <gasps> cornflakes or is it with um uh, jam, you know, like oh, compote. No, it's,
0: it's not a fruit corner. No, no it's, a, it's a crunchy corner. Yeah, it's yeah. It's
1: a crunchy. corner. the yeah. little balls. The little balls. Or is it the love the plate? little
0: balls. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're there. That's what we. That, should we get some of them, girls?
0: I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy the world a Muller corner with little balls. Oh,
1: yeah. Might have some in the fridge, actually.
0: <laughs> oh, my mouth water.
1: <laughs> Your mouth water over yogurt. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I haven't had a Muller corner for years. Really. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, times are hard. This is a recession, so, you know.
1: You live in Wales, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't dox me. <laughs> anyway, we uh, we, will, uh, we won't we will keep you from your Muller Corner for much longer because we've got to get to the scores. And as tradition befits, um, I don't know what the tradition is, but you're going first, James. I'm pushing you forward oh, out through the door into the oh, posse. No. <laughs> what score would you give to the searchers? Well,
1: maybe I'm going to be scalped here. I don't know. So one of the films in this film is a stone cold five star classic the other film in this film and the important point is in this film is awful (laughs) and it's a one star okay taking those things together i'm going to give it three but just out of spite Because it's the greatest film ever made, I'm going to give it two. (gasps) Two? (laughs) Because I can't give it three, because that's just, you know, you can't not watch the crap, can you? (laughs) You can't not watch the crap.
0: No, no. Well, I completely disagree. I think it's a fantastic film. I'm giving it five. I think it's one of the greatest and most influential films I've ever seen. And it's going in my Smithsonian. Oh, no. No, I'm giving it three as well for the same reason. It's, it's so good and so bad and so revered. It's bizarre. Yeah. I can yeah. only assume that when this goes live, um, the world's opinion will change. And will be a ceremonial...
1: We are right.
0: They'll take it out of the National Archives yeah. and burn it. And uh, yeah, but um, it's, so, uh, you, you do- can't deny its influence. You can't deny I mean, nice its influence, it, no. But, yeah, it's it, does, it doesn't take away the fact um, that someone got kicked in the backside with a big <laughs> dong on the soundtrack and someone started playing castanets for no reason. Yeah,
1: it's so weird. So two threes. There you there, go.
0: I thought you gave it a two.
1: No, I've got... No, no. So it was I being two, oh, okay. it was being vindictive about the two. I was being vindictive about the two. I'd like to give it a two just for spite yeah. because it's that annoys me that it's the best film that's ever been made. But it, there's enough in it yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, who am I to say?
0: Kepler There's 3 it, is the lowest scoring of our heretofore classic run.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Where but,
0: to go from here? And indeed, well, where to go from here?
1: Well, it's the 60s. It's the 60s. And we've actually got, we've got, we've got a whole host of films oh, in the 60s. Yes. We've got yeah, four films 60s. to get through in the 60s. <laughs> so the next two months are going to be busy, busy, but for the first part of that two-month period, i.e., next month. <laughs> it's me, James. Um, <laughs> May? Just say May. <laughs> yeah, May, yeah. We're going to be watching The Magnificent Seven.
0: Oh, lovely stuff.
1: Oh, there we go. And Thank who you. knows? Who knows what this film is about? <laughs> 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 who knows? All the films we've watched have... have
0: um, kind of we've generally got the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, they've appended
1: my expectations.
0: Well, we shall see. Um, but until that time, we will wish you a very happy and a very healthy weekend at crombies good evening all. Weekend at That's true. i don't know how how to how i don't know a calmer way to say i'd like a cheese sandwich so i got yeah. i have need of a cheese sandwich
1: <laughs> well, we all do sometimes you can always say um donde esta los servicios por favor
0: <laughs> With okay. that.
1: yeah uh, could you please show me where the toilet is